0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Two hours down, one to go. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan at the bottom of the hour. You, yes, you, the listeners. What is your bold Calgary Flames prediction for the upcoming season? Your chance to win Blink-182 tickets? you got to call in, though, with your bold Flames prediction, and we'll pick a winner from the callers. Keep those texts rolling in, 960-960, name and location, please, your bold Calgary Flames texts. And I'm going for a beer tonight with Mr. Pat Steinberg. What's the question I should ask Pat Steinberg? What should I ask him tonight over a beer? But right now, he is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960. We say good morning to Derek Willis. Derek, how are you?
1: Good morning, guys. Uh, how you enjoying Southern Alberta so far, George?
0: No, uh, it's uh, it's beautiful. Everyone's been very, very nice. Uh, really looking forward to the hockey season. Golf is incredible here. Uh, I've I've, yep. I've realized that I picked up a club on every shot because of the uh, beautiful thin air here in Alberta. I, I've I've been really enjoying my time. I know you are from uh, my area as well, so uh, you're a transplant as well into Alberta. So uh, it's been. Fantastic here in Calgary. Uh, I have to ask you, we just had Connor McGehee on. He played the call. Uh, we played the call of his Stanley Cup winning call. The Avalanche win it. Have you thought about that at all, Derek? What would that sound like? Has that even crossed your mind, what you would say with your flame Stanley Cup winning call?
1: Yeah, it has. It, <laughs> it did last season. There's no doubt about it. And you know, it's something you can't really plan. But I think back to my time in the American Hockey League, and when the Hamilton Bulldogs went on their Calder Cup run in 2007, once they got to the conference final, it's something that I started to think about. And mm. you don't know how the goal is going to be scored. So you, you can't really predict how you're going to call the, the game or series winning goal, but you, you can kind of plan out what you're going to say if they win it all. So I did that, and I went over it and over it and over it thousands of times in my head. But then you're thinking, don't screw it up. Uh, thankfully I didn't call up, uh, screw up the game winning goal call or the end of the game call, but, uh, it's something that you can probably do it, uh, you know, flying off the seat of your pants. But uh, I decided that mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd try to figure out, uh, at least something close to what I wanted to say. And, uh, it worked out. So hopefully I'm having those thoughts again, uh, come this season Stanley cup playoffs. That would be, uh, that would be a good sign for the flames. Uh,
0: do you have it written down somewhere, Derek? Like, is no. that okay no it's no, just, just in, in my head because oh, it's locked yeah, away t- in your head okay
1: yeah all i right. have a terrible memory george so <laughs> uh i i generally do have to write things down but i don't want to read what i want to say because then it's going to sound like i'm reading it mm-hmm. but if it's in my head then uh i've got a better chance so just trying to get myself the best chances to see succeed that's all
2: you got to be excited, man. We're on the eve of the season, a lot of changes to the team. Just just what's your excitement level to kind of get back in the Saddle Dome and, and see some of these new players play a real game? And, oh, it's just the defending champs in for the first tilt.
1: Oh, hi, Matty. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, 10 out of 10 excited uh, for the Flames this season. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work with uh, Peter Labardius and Ryan Leslie last night. We uh, co-hosted uh, the inaugural calgary flames partners fantasy draft at scotia bank saddle dome and it was an amazing night because there was so much energy in the building we had uh 36 teams uh every team picked five players and and everybody in the room you, you could really sense the excitement that they had for the upcoming season on the ice behind us the calgary wranglers played in their first ever game against the University of Calgary dinos wasn't much of a game but pretty cool that they're playing in a game behind us while we're doing this fantasy draft and uh, I think last night is what really got me truly geared up for the season it's kind of snuck up on me a little bit I'm not going to lie probably the weather and George this is the first actual fall we've had since I moved here in 2014 so they've rolled up the red carpet for you thank you this has been unbelievable but I'm not sure if it's the weather that's got me all messed up. Uh, but I woke up this morning, and for the first time in 2022, I thought to myself, Yep, winter's here. Kind of felt that way this morning. So yeah, I'm super excited for the Flames. Uh, they're a different team than they were a season ago. And I guess only time will tell if they're a better team than they were last year when they finished first in the Pacific Division in the regular season and went to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But you know, I, I think they're probably built to have postseason success more this season than they were last season. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but that's the way it looks to me, guys.
2: Wanted to ask you as well, as as we're kind of getting ready for this thing, and I know that there was a little buzz that we might be getting a captain uh, over the course of the weekend. Daryl Sutter poured a little bit of cold water on that yesterday <laughs> for sure. But nevertheless... If you were in a position where you kind of had to look at an individual and maybe nominate somebody, who might that be?
1: Man, there are so many great choices, and we talked about it uh, on the roundtable yesterday. Uh, The the Flames literally have about half of a team that uh, these guys could legitimately be be captain, and and I don't think anybody would really question it. But I thought what was interesting about what Daryl said yesterday was that he actually gave us an age range which, if the Flames were to stick to that 24 to 29 age range, it would eliminate a bunch of guys who would probably be at or near the top of my list. It would eliminate Michael Backlund and Blake Coleman and Nazem Kadri and Chris Tanev. There's other guys who I think could be the captain, but if they go with a guy who's between 24 and 29, they won't be the captain moving forward. One guy who is barely in that age range is Jonathan Huberdeau. And I really believe that if you're gonna name a new captain, you wanna give the seed to a guy who is going to be here long-term. And we know that Jonathan Huberdeau, he's gonna be here for the next nine seasons. That, that's how long his contract extends for. So uh, when I think about uh, the, the different candidates they have in the room, there are some guys who I think would be great captains. Milan and Lucic, but he plays in a bottom six role and he's in the last season of his contract. Michael Backlund and Chris Tanev, I I think they'd both be fantastic captains, deserving of the C, but both guys only have two years left in their deal. Jonathan Huberto has nine. I think he probably needs a little bit of time just to settle in. And Daryl Sutter talked about all the responsibility, all the pressure that comes with being the captain of a Canadian NHL team. And, you know, this guy comes from a a non-hockey market, Sunrise, Florida, into – a hockey hotbed, Calgary, Alberta. Let him adjust. Let him get to know the the city. Let him get to know the team and his teammates and his coaches and his managers. Just let the guy settle in. And if I had to predict, I would probably go with Jonathan Huberto. But again, I think there are literally 10 or more guys on this team that you could give the seed to and you'd feel good about it.
0: Derek Wills is the play-by-play voice for the Calgary Flames right here on SportsNet 960, joining us here on the big show, russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty the fan. Okay, so I have to ask you about Nazem Kadri because uh, he got traded from the Leafs, Derek, because he loved the Leafs too much and couldn't control yeah. himself in the playoffs. Uh, we saw he 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 played great for the Avalanche. Uh, he was, a, but it's different playing a Canadian market. Uh, how much? How is he going to have to kind of? He needs to be Nazem Kadri and play with an edge, but he also needs to be the reserved Nazem Kadri was with the Avalanche and not so much with the least, because I'm sure he feels the passion from the fan base here and what it means to play for the Flames in this city. How do you think Nazem Kadri is going to attack that?
1: I'm not worried about him at all, George. Uh, you and I both spent most of our lives uh, in the GTA, so we know what it's like there. For me, there's nothing like Toronto and Montreal. The pressure that comes with playing in those two cities is unlike anything else just the the media attention that those two teams get it, it's it's crazy if you can handle Toronto and Montreal then I think you can handle any market and what you'll find out oh, George is that Calgary's a pretty friendly media market there's not a lot of uh, backstabbing that goes on you know I think about Montreal you've got the French media you've got the English media and they're all trying to one-up each other uh, the same thing goes with the media in Toronto everybody's trying to be the best, trying to get the scoops. Here in Calgary, we kind of support one another. And, you know, most people that cover the team want the team to do well. I think this is going to be easy for Nazem Kadri because I think he's going to feed off the energy of the, the passion of our fan base here. But I also think that he's growing up. I think that he had some growing up to do. When he was a member of the Maple Leafs. And, you know, he's obviously uh, pretty passionate about uh, playing the sport and, you know, grew up in London, not far from Toronto, and probably wanted to win so badly when he was a member of that team that sometimes I I just don't think that he saw straight because, you know, he's such a phenomenal player, but it was like he would black out on the ice at times. Uh, So I think he's just a more mature player. I think he's a more mature person at this stage of his career. And I think he's, really going to relish playing in a Canadian market again. Now, don't get me wrong. Denver's a great hockey market too, but it's not Calgary. So he's back in Canada, but he's not in the intense spotlight that he was when he was with the Maple Leafs. So I think this is a perfect happy medium for him with the Flames.
0: Uh, Derek, I think think that's a great take
1: that um, some
0: of the media markets in Canada aren't as tough as people kind of make them out to be. I know in Toronto, it's there's a lot of attention, but it's not really that hard to play in Toronto. It's just, there's just throngs of media at every skate Uh, in Calgary. You're right. Like I I'm getting the sense that everyone's friendly here and very respectful to the players. You're right in Montreal. It's very tabloidy. You got media following players around nightclubs reporting on where they were last night. And I think in Vancouver, they're a little more brutal on their team than maybe they are anywhere else. I think Canadian media as a whole, when it comes to hockey, gets a bit of a bad rap because, yeah, I, I think generally they're fair, but not really tabloidy like they are in some other parts in the city and then the country, especially a place like Calgary
1: is not like that. Yeah, I, I think that's well said, George. And the other great thing about Calgary, and if you ask Flames players about it, I think they'd say the same thing, is that fans are generally very respectful. I don't think if, if you're a member of the Maple Leafs, especially if you're a star player on the Maple Leafs or on the Canadiens, you feel like you can't leave your house here in Calgary guys, they go out for dinner and, and fans are again, generally very respectful. If they see a guy, you know, having dinner with his family, they're not going to go bug him. They're just going to let him eat his meal. And maybe they'll kind of wait and, and try to get an autograph afterwards or something like that. But you know, guys can live their lives here. And, and I think that's really important when you commit to a team long term, you're not only committing to that team, you're committing to that city. And you want to be able to live some sort of life. You don't want to be cooped up in your house and feel like you can't go anywhere because, you know, people are going to be all over you. The media is going to be chasing you around and you're worried about the paparazzi. I think that's one of the many great things about playing in Calgary is that you're in a a super passionate hockey market, but you can still live your life. And I, I think that's important to guys. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the flames were able to pretty quickly put to bed this misnomer. After Johnny Gaudreau decided he was going to leave in re- re- free agency and after Matthew Kachuk decided to inform the team that he wasn't open to signing a long-term deal, there, there was this thought process out there, outside the city, not inside of it, I would say, that players didn't want to play in Calgary and didn't want to play for the Flames. Well, Jonathan Huberto signs an eight-year extension and commits to the city and to the team for nine years. Mackenzie Weager does the same thing. Nazem Kadri comes in and signs a max seven year deal. We're talking about star players here who have chosen Calgary and have chosen the flames long-term probably to finish their careers here. And certainly hockey is a big part of that decision, but life's a big part of that decision as well. So I think uh, the, the perception has really changed since the summer.
2: Derek wanted to ask you about Michael Stone. Uh, I think everybody's excited that he's back for another season, one more year. It's fifth deal he signed with the Flame, fourth with the Flames fourth one-year contract. And sure. just
1: for a, a great dude as well. It's good to see, hey? Absolutely. I mean, this guy is a consummate professional and Matt, this is going to sound like I'm I'm knocking him, but I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm giving him a compliment. He spent more time sitting with us in the press box than he did On the ice last season but every time they called on the guy quite often when he hadn't played in not days but weeks or months he would go out there and it would look like he hadn't missed a beat he did it in the regular season he did it again more impressively in the stanley cup playoffs when chris Tanev went down and he was not only asked to play but asked to play a pretty important role and and the guy never complained never frowned He'd be up in the press box cheering on his teammates, doing whatever he could to support them. You'd see him go down to the dressing room at the end of every period and at the end of the game. And, you know, he's, he's just a great guy and a great teammate. And clearly, when you talk about guys loving the city of Calgary and the Flames organization, clearly Michael Stone does. I, I'd be stunned if he didn't have other opportunities, potentially to make more money, potentially to get more term, potentially to play in a more prominent role. But, you know, Michael Stone, uh, he's got a family. He wants to raise his family here in Calgary. And as a veteran player who I wouldn't say he's bounced around, Uh, I know he's in his fifth different contract with the flames and that doesn't include the one that he had when they acquired him from the coyotes for the first time. But, you know, he's a veteran player who probably wants to win a Stanley cup. I think that's safe to say, right? So, you know, From a hockey perspective, this is a pretty good place to be. And, you know, I heard Frank Saravalli on our station yesterday with Pat, and Frank referred to Michael as a great insurance policy. And I think that ultimately that's what he could end up being. But with no Oliver Shillington guys, Michael Stone is more than just an insurance policy right now it certainly looks to me like he's not only going to be on the opening night roster, but in the opening night lineup, playing on the third pairing with Nikita Zadorov. So, you know, I just think about all the ups and downs this guy has gone through. He's kept his head up through a blood clot and not being able to play for months. During that time, he made the most of it by working with a skating coach and really improving that part of his game comes back. He's up and down and in and out and Every time he, he steps onto the ice, he gives you the same game, which to me is amazing because to be able to do that when you're not playing regularly or not playing for weeks or for months, uh, I'm not sure many guys could do that. So, yeah, he's, he's a great number six or seven guy, and it's been good to see his confidence up because he's been getting rewarded offensively over the last couple of years, and uh, looking forward to seeing him play probably on Thursday night.
0: All right, Derek, uh, we've opened up our text line. Uh, we want bold predictions. Oh, boy. Give us a couple bold predictions for the Calgary Flames this season. Well, these uh, won't come back to haunt me, will they? That's fine. <laughs> we're going to roll on it. That's okay because yeah. that's what we want because we're going to give our bold predictions. Okay. We're going to see throughout the season. Hey, this is you're close. You're not really close. Give me a couple really juicy, bold predictions, Derek. Okay, I've got four. I'll go through the Whoa. Quickly. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's well, go.
1: Yeah, I okay. got a heads up that we were doing this. So I I put some thought into it. Okay. My first bold prediction. Okay. Writing uh, it down. Probably not all that bold. Uh, Elias Lindholm, who scored 42 goals last season, will score 50 goals this season. Okay. And will win the Selkie Trophy.
0: Ooh. Okay. Like that. Okay. No, not that bold. Selkie. Not that
1: bold, but like it. a little right. bold in there.
0: Lindholm, 50 goals. Uh, from
1: Selkie. Two. Yep. Yep. Yeah, number two. Dylan Dubé, who scored 18 goals last season, thought he was really good in the second half of the season. He gets to 30 Mm. goals this season, playing on the second line, play all three positions. But uh, I suspect he's going to open up the season and maybe spend the entire season playing on a line with Nazem Kadri and Andrew Mangiapane. I like those three guys together. So 30 goals Mm. for Dylan Dubé. Okay. Here's a little bit uh, spicier prediction for you, (laughs) fellas. I like it rasmus anderson i'm a big fan of this guy did you see him uh chirping blake wheeler in that final preseason game about having the the sea stripped off his jersey asking him where the C was <laughs> yeah i did see that pretty, good. pretty I, good i love it i love it uh rasmus anderson scored four goals last season guys four he's going to score more than three times that many this season he's going to score 15 goals this season Ooh, okay yeah. quarterback of the first power play uh, shooting mentality. Daryl Sutter's just gonna drill that right into his head that he's got to fire the puck. He's got maybe the best shot on the team. Yeah, so 15 for Rasmus. That'll help and Dave Dickinson boldest.
2: with his bold prediction, which was Raswin's the Norris. That that's very bold.
1: <laughs> very bold. <laughs> sure I like is. it. I, <laughs> I hope he's is. right. Okay, last one. This is the boldest of them all. Okay. Because it's it's kind of it's kind of four predictions all bundled up into one. Okay, so the the flames once again, qualify for the Stanley cup playoffs yep. and, and Daryl Sutter says it every year. That's, that's the first goal. We'll get to the playoffs. Can't win the cup. If you don't get there in the first round of the Stanley cup playoffs, the flames will defeat for the second straight season, the stars. Ooh. okay. Okay. In the second round of the playoffs, they're going to get a little revenge <laughs> in the battle of Alberta. What? So we yeah. went 31 years. Without a battle of Alberta in the Stanley Cup playoff, guys, we're going to get back-to-back seasons where the Flames and the Oilers face off in the postseason. This time it goes the other way. Flames defeat the Oilers to move on to the conference final. So same two opponents that they had last season they get this season. Stars, Oilers. Third round. The team they would have played last season, they will play this season, the Avalanche. Yeah, Kadri gets the best of his uh, his old team. <laughs> Flames advance to the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 2004. Ooh. Now, remember, these are bold predictions. Yes. Right? Oh, I'm yeah. not putting my mortgage down on this. But <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't feel like it's that much of a stretch. So the Flames advance to the Stanley Cup final. Who do they play? <laughs> George, you're going to like this one. No. They play no, the Maple Leafs. No, it's no. an all-Canadian Stanley Cup please final. Please don't
0: pay me with that Maple Leafs brush. <laughs> 'Cause I'm not a Leafs fan, but I think that'd be super juicy if they no, no. play the Leafs in the Cup this, final, though.
1: That that's what I'm saying. Okay, that's Wouldn't bold. Wouldn't that be unbelievable for our country, for our network? I mean, that'd be unbelievable. Gary Bettman and would hate his life. But anyway, back in, his life. last night, uh last night at uh, the fantasy draft, I was lucky enough to to host a panel with two guys who won the Stanley Cup as members of the flames back in 1989, they both have their numbers hanging from the rafters at Scotiabank Saddle Dome. You got Mike Vernon's number 30, Lanny McDonald's number nine. And I asked Lanny about game six against the Canadians and what it was like to be the only team to ever win the Stanley cup as a visiting team at the Montreal forum, what it was like to lift the cup above their heads at the forum. Well, this year, Whoever the captain of the Flames is, is going to be handed the Stanley Cup at Scotiabank Arena. (laughs) They they won the Stanley Cup in Montreal back in 89. They're going to win the Stanley Cup in Toronto (laughs) in 23. That's my boldest of the bold predictions. Yes.
2: I like how Derek's like, I I don't want to do anything that might come back to haunt me. No, but but I love it. Here is the exact playoff bracket for the end of the season in April.
1: I love it.
0: Yeah,
2: well, and my this, first
1: three uh, predictions weren't all that bold, so no. I had to really okay. go bold. Really with my laid final it prediction.
0: on. Just real quick, <laughs> yeah. if, you're detail, Flam- if you're a Flame if you're a Flames seasons ticket holder and they play the Leafs in the Cup final, you could probably sell your tickets to one of those Cup final games for I don't know, probably a hundred times what the value of <laughs> the ticket is. Yeah, you're like, do well, I do just- it? Do I go to the game? Do I? pay for my season tickets next year with one game? I don't, I don't know.
1: I don't need to catch. George, them. I'm just trying to put money in everybody's pockets here love is what it. I'm yeah, trying to do. Nice guy. Uh, that's you know? terrific stuff. Uh, Wouldn't ter- that be something, though?
0: Oh, my God, yes. Wow. Leafs and Flames in a cup. After you beat the Oilers in round two, and then you beat the defending Stanley Cup champions yeah. in round three, and then you beat the Leafs and then hoist the cup in Toronto? Yeah. The only problem is the Stars got to make the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Mr. Negative Pants over here. Hold on. Matt. Come on. <laughs> hold on, Derek. That's what he took away from all of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, if the stars make the playoffs, no, the forget lifting the, the cup in Toronto. You're like, the stars going to make the playoffs. The stars are gonna make it though.
1: Okay. You know what's funny though, guys? I don't think it's all that far fetched. No, it's not. No,
2: it really got, isn't.
0: They got a good goalie. I could see it. It
2: really is like isn't. Money
1: Puck has them as the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Craig Button predicted that the flames would win the Stanley cup. I, I don't think it's all that far-fetched. That's why I had to throw in the bracket because, because to actually predict the teams are going to play would, well, that, that's pretty far-fetched, yeah. but uh, I yeah, I got my fingers crossed guys. It, uh, I'm hoping that that last prediction especially comes true because yeah. uh, that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a great first year for you in Calgary, George. I no, know that.
0: I would, I would say so. Uh, I don't think I'd be allowed to leave uh, if they won nope. the cup. That'd be it. You're done. Um, Derek, great stuff. Uh, we're really looking forward to your call tomorrow. Season opener, Flames and Avalanche. We have every game for you, of course, live right here on Sportsnet 960. Great stuff, pal. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for this.
1: Sounds good, guys. Have a great day.
0: Okay, so just to recap his bold predictions. I have them all written down. Mm. Elias Lindholm scores 50 goals and wins the Selkie. Yep. Dylan Dubé scores 30 goals. Yep. Rasmus Anderson scores 15 goals. Yep. And then this one is the, this one's the topper. This one's the granddaddy. So uh, the Flames will face their first two opponents in the playoffs again. They'll play the Stars, beat them. Duh. Battle of Alberta again, get their revenge, beat McDavid and Dreisaitl in the playoffs. Boom. No question. And then all they have to do is then Nazem Kadru gets his revenge. And beats the Avalanche in the third round of the playoffs and in the conference final. He gets some revenge
2: against Evander Kane in the previous round who knocked him out in the playoffs. Oh. So there's that side story. There like when go.
0: everyone's like, oh, there's no Kachuk and Cassie. And I'm like, well, there's Kane and Kadri. And they don't like each You're other anymore. You're also much. living in this world where Evander Kane will last to the conference final with the Oilers. That's a good that's, point by you. Yeah, that's... Uh, he could. <laughs> he might. He, he also might be out of the league by then. Is, I don't know. Is that the boldest prediction of the ball? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. And then... Oh, boy. Uh, Not only do they beat the (laughs) Avalanche in round three, (laughs) they meet the Maple Leafs in the cup final and then win the Stanley Cup on the ice in Toronto. (laughs) Leafs winning round one would be a bold prediction. It would be. Could you imagine if that actually came through and then Derek Wills will be celebrated for all of time here in Calgary? If that exact path to the playoffs and a championship comes to fruition, you're talking about... He's like a wizard. He's Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. He is like
2: Omniscient.
0: Yeah, uh, he's like uh the I, think I it, pronounce that wrong. But yeah, I don't know. Um he's just he'd be the goat. Like it would be it'd be done. Like mic drop, that's it. My immediate never question. make another prediction in your life, Derek Wills, because you'll never top that one.
2: Yeah, George Costanza, that one for sure. Yeah. My question is where can I put some chat on this prediction? You, you can probably
0: put the. I, on this we gotta prediction. find something. To but work. my favorite part about the whole thing, Patrick, is like, Maddie's like, oh, stores might not make the playoffs. Like, that was the biggest. Yeah. Stars might not make the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> All right. right. Right on that parade. Come on, stars, get there. So Come on, Ottinger. Well, well. Stop enough pucks to get them there. To get this prediction in order.
2: I'm glad you like that part.
0: I do. I love that part. Uh, I also love hearing from you, our listeners. 960, 960 on the text line. Bold predictions. Derek Wills, he put put the gauntlet down. Like Those are some bold predictions. We'd like to hear from you as well. And we'd also like to hear from you. Call us. Your chance to win blink 182 tickets. You got to give us a bold flames prediction. And then you'll be in the running to win some tickets. 403-240-4444. 403 240 44 44. Your bold flames prediction and your chance to win blink 182 tickets straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to the big show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Whew. I don't smoke, but I think I need to smoke after Derek Will's prediction there on that playoff run.
2: Yeah, that's a hot one.
0: Oh, it's bold, Dragonsburg. What we wanted. It's bold. That's the goal. Yeah, super bold. Beat the Stars, Oilers, Avalanche, and then the Leafs, and then win the Cup in Toronto. First time since 1989. Not bad. Just a few things have to go right. That's it. A couple things got to break their way. Just a
2: couple. Most, most notably, the Stars got to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the biggest hurdle. Um. We've been taking your bold <laughs> predictions, 960-960, name and location on the text line. Uh before we get to you and uh the phone line, we got to give you our bold predictions. And I got two. Um, I'm kinda piggybacking off uh Derek's prediction, but I, I had this anyway, and I've been talking to Maddie about this for a while. I'm gonna say Elias Lindholm will score fifty. 50- goals playing with Jonathan Huberto. He might even score more than 55 goals, but I'm going to say he's going to score 55 goals because he's never played with a playmaker like Huberto. I know Johnny, Johnny Hockey was really good, but this guy's even a better passer. 55 for Lindholm. Racket.
2: Where does he finish in goal scoring in the NHL? Third?
0: Second.
2: Fourth? Second. Second. Behind Austin Matthews? Yes. Who scores 60 again? Probably. Yeah. 55 tucks is a lot. But he can shoot the puck very well. Yep.
0: He's a trigger man on that power play. It's bold. It's bold. It's bold. And I got one more for you. Okay, sweet. Flames backup goaltender Dan Vladar will quadruple his career total in shutouts. Which is currently two. (gasps) He's going to have eight bagels, donuts, zeros, clean sheets, (laughs) Nothings, nils, eight shutouts for the Flames backup goaltender Dan Vladar this season. Eight. Rack that one up to eight shutouts for Dan Vladar, 55 goals for Elias Lindholm. Those are my two bold predictions.
2: Well, at the quarter poll of the season last year, Dan was pretty, he was on pace, right? He had two shutouts. They both came early, but it's about consistency. It's about doing it for a full year. Yep. There are some things, once again, that would have to fall into place, but that's a good bold prediction. There you go. What do you got for some bold predictions? My bold prediction is that by November 25th, okay, when the Flames play the Washington Capitals in Washington at noon, it's their 20th game of the season. It's the quarter. Pole. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I, I probably. I yep. guess that would make sense. It's a Friday yep. and it's a noon game, so that checks out. Yeah, it's yeah. Connor Zary has been recalled has grabbed a spot in the top six that he will not relinquish and puts himself in the conversation for the Calder Trophy.
0: Wow. That's bold. And you even picked a specific date. Quarter mark of the season. Okay. He's going to dominate
2: the and AHL. He's going to lead in points and he's going to... and. What Grab a spot beside Nazim Kadri, and, and
0: what do people always say around hockey? Oh, you don't know what you got until U.S. Thanksgiving. That's when you really find out what kind of team you got.
2: Yeah, but by then, by injury or by other players not being up to snuff, okay, that'll happen. All right. My other bold prediction is also for the top six. I don't know if both of these will happen. I doubt both of these will happen. But my other one is that by Christmas... Timo Meyer is a member of the Calgary Flames. Ooh. There is a lot of intriguing free agents that are going to be on the market this year. I think Dylan Larkin is a name that comes up. I think Timo Meyer is a name that we're going to hear a lot of. I very much wonder about a guy like Bo Horvat as the course of the season continues as well. And if they can get something done there. Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson's another guy, although he does have some term on his contract, whereas these other guys I mentioned are mostly free agents. But Timo Meyer by Christmas, the team's like... You know, we heard Brad Trelevin just say in his most recent media availability, still looking at adding something to help on the wings. Timo Meyer would be an outstanding Ooh. fit beside Nazem oh. Kadri and whoever else is on that other wing.
0: Okay. Those, those are my are, two bold predictions. Those are some very intricate, bold predictions. Uh, <laughs> producer Patrick Dumont. Yes, sir. What do you got for your bold predictions for the Flames this season? Right, I got a couple here. Uh, first okay, one Jonathan Huberto so. becomes okay. the first player since Joe Thornton in 2006 2007 to have 90 plus assists in a season. Okay. Uh, I hope so because that'll make my Lindholm that prediction That would definitely help correct. your Lindholm prediction yeah.
2: out. Yeah. Uh, Unless okay. Tyler Toffoli's mooshing <laughs> a bunch of those. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay.
1: Uh, Connor Zari will uh, earn a call up and he will not be sent down again. That's okay, one there.
2: It's kind of like mine, but mine yeah, went a yeah. little deeper. He also gave you the data. Yeah, he mm-hmm. went
0: deeper. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I was yeah. Vaughn Deeper. I get that. I get that. Here's the last one. The Flames <laughs> will acquire Patrick Kane ahead of the <laughs> NHL trade deadline. Whoa. <laughs> That's juicy, too. It's going to cost an uh, arm, leg, everything. It's going to cost you a lot, but Patrick Kane will put you the, over the top, and the Calgary Flames will be Stanley Cup champions. Okay. I love it. Those are some bold, bold predictions. Um, let's get to the phone line here. Um, 403-240-4444. Your bold Flames predictions. We're also going to read a ton of texts. Uh, let's kick things off here uh, with Rob. Uh, Rob, good morning. What is your bold Flames prediction for this season?
3: Okay, this is three parts. First oh. part is, by January 1st, Nagam Khadri will have 28 goals. Oh. Okay. And he will usurp the first-line center from uh, Lindholm.
0: By the way, oh. I, I love, the, I love the, the use of the word usurp. Well done. Nice. I like the odd number. Yes. So Continue. that's two. two, two games okay. you get.
3: And then uh, by the All-Star game, they will announce him as captain of the Calgary Flames.
0: Oh, okay. So that's my bold prediction. All right. Uh, you hold on the line here. Uh, you're in line to potentially win some Blink-182 tickets. Thanks for the call. Wow, Nazem Kadri, number one center. And the next captain of the team by the All-Star break.
2: I don't know. I feel like they're not going to name a captain in season. Like, that would be a little bit surprising. It feels like something that you kind of do, like, before the season starts, but I don't know.
0: It just goes back to my, why not do it tomorrow right during pregame? Sure. And all of a sudden, you're next captain. And you're like, what? And everyone's like,
2: pardon me? What,
0: what happened? You? Place would be electric.
2: Yeah, it'd be it'd like be a awesome. WrestleMania level pop. You get the yeah. Undertaker returning? Yeah, yeah, it would be one it'd of be those my God. my God!
0: Chris. Chris, good morning. Um, thanks for calling. What is your bold Flames prediction?
3: Well, Patrick Dumas stole one of my bold predictions when he said Patrick Kane would be a member of the Calgary Flames by the trade deadline, and I have to follow his follow his lead on that one. So for sure, I think Patrick Kane's gonna be here by the trade deadline. But My bold prediction is Jonathan Huberdeau will score 123 points this year and be named the Hart Trophy winner for the 22-23 season.
0: Okay, Chris, thanks for the call. Hold on in line there. You're in line to win Blink-182 tickets.
2: 123. (laughs) (laughs) Win the Hart Trophy? My goodness.
0: Like, so he'd have to go basically toe-to-toe with McDude up the road. I think if... I think if Jonathan Huberto scores 123 points and wins the heart, I think Brad Shulivering will literally be floating around the city of Calgary. Yeah. Like people be like, ah, and he's just floating <laughs> around and all of a sudden, like he's just, it's just angelic yeah. around the city of Calgary. It's like that. You just traded for the heart trophy winner who just scored 123. That's a bold prediction. That's what we like to hear. That's, That's extremely what we bold. Yes. It could happen. Sure, there's a very small chance of that, but it could. It's only eight more points than he had last year. Yeah, and win the Hart Trophy. That's it.
2: And he only played in 80 games last year. So if he plays in two more, then that's already a couple of those points. Not bad. All of a sudden, he's at 120. Easy.
0: Yeah, uh, let's stick on the phone line here. Let's get to Scott. Uh, Scott, good morning. Uh, What's your Bold Flames prediction?
3: This is Scott in Yorkton. I have two... Andrew Mangiapane, wherever he plays, will get 50 goals this season. Um, If he makes it up to the top line, I think that that could be more. Uh, But I think Andrew Mangiapane is a little bit more of a a bold one than anything from Lindholm because, I mean, he's kind of progressing in that direction. And, yes, Hubert O is an excellent uh, passer, so I think he's got lots of people to to, (laughs) – get some assists from. Also, my big one, Michael Stone will score 20 goals and will be the Norris Trophy winner.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Hold on the line, Scott. Your line for uh, Blink-182 tickets. Do you think yeah.
2: he'd be the first player to win the Norris on a PTO?
0: Yeah. Like, he probably would. <laughs> like, who has a greater chance of winning the Norris? Uh, Michael, Michael Stone or, or, or Matt you? Rose? Yeah. Like, I, okay. I love the guy. I love it. 20 goals too. Boom. He didn't even do that in junior. Yeah, that's, (laughs) uh, that'd be super impressive. Um, Let's get to Mark. Uh, Mark, good morning. Uh, What is your bold, bold Calgary Flames predictions?
1: All right, boys. Good morning. Morning. We're going. Lindy takes the Selkie with 50 and 50. We got the boys winning the president's cup. And we got Marky taking the Con Smythe. Oh, oh, okay, all right. All three f- of those are going to happen. We're taking home the gold, boys. Okay, so is that two of
0: three
3: years
2: like the
0: Con Smythe would go to a goaltender? Then
2: that's Let's very go. rare. It's
0: not bad. All right, Mark. Thanks for the call. Hold on the line. You're in line to win Blink 182 tickets. It's not bad. Markstrom with the Con Smythe. Lindholm 50 and 50. Not bad. I
2: can see it. Yeah. You know, what was he? He wasn't too far off that pace last
0: year. He was 42 and 40. Not bad. Uh, it is the big show. Rustic and Rose Sports at 960. The fan taking your phone calls, taking your text at 960, 960 name and location. Uh, let's get to another call here. Uh, Jess, good morning. What is your bold flames
3: prediction? Jess. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for the vine. Sorry, I always wanted to say that. No problem. No problem. <laughs> You're up, clone. <laughs> so the, yeah, I just, I've just i always wanted to say okay. that, but I never no got problem. the chance. Uh, so the Flames will have five players that score more points than Johnny Goudreau. Oh, at least five.
0: I like this. Okay, hold on. We're writing this one down, Jess. Okay. Yep. Five players more than Johnny Hockey. It'll
3: be Huberto, Kadri, Mangiapane, Lindholm, and then an X-factor mystery that I haven't really thought of. Yet. Michael Stone? Of his- Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Norris caliber season? Okay.
3: Maybe Mackenzie Weaker And uh, Noah Hannafin wins the Norris. Oh, I think he's oh. going to have a huge year. Okay. He's always been my favorite player. He's so underrated. Okay.
0: I love it. Uh, hold on the line, Jess. You're in line to win. Um, do, tickets. That, do you know
2: what's wild? Is today we've accosted people for their bold predictions and we have had a rasmus anderson for norris we have had michael stone for norris we have had Hannifin for norris but not yet wigger or tanov yeah i'm maybe on the text line
0: yeah um i've seen um a bold prediction is uh daryl sutter gets fired that's bold that's (laughs) that's extremely bold that's super uh, bold. Uh, Rick sent us a, a text at 960, 960. Dan Vlgaro steps in for the injured Markstrom and wins the Vezna.
2: That's that's
0: um, unlikely is what I would argue.
2: Like, this is a year where, you know, preparing for fantasy drafts and stuff, you look around the league and you're like, there's actually like, a, there's probably a dozen number one goaltenders that I think could have good seasons and perhaps get themselves into the race. There's the obvious ones, your Shesterkins, your Vassis, Markstrom, that type of stuff, but then you've got Saros, you got Hellebuck, you got you know, all these guys that are kind of starting to come out of their shell and I don't know. I don't see Dan Wadar getting in the Vesna, but I think he could be a good goalie still.
0: Uh, Bold prediction from Greg. Uh, Milan Lucic gets eight goals. Is that bold? I don't know if that's is that
2: that bold? Like last season, he got off to a pretty good start. I'm pretty sure he had eight bingos by the midway point of the season, but then just kind of turned to ice after they came out of that pandemic break. Yeah, he had 10 last year. Uh, I don't think that's overly bold. I think it's attainable for him. I think he's going to be a staple on the left side of the fourth line. So. Uh,
0: I want to I get your opinion on this. One. This is a great one from uh, Brent from Calgary. zadoroff will score three breakaway goals this season. I, saw I don't even know how that happens. Like, is he out of the box, and then three times it's going to happen? Like, if you were to say that he
2: will go end-to-end and score three goals all season, I could believe you, because there were many times last year where he would just kind of pick up the puck behind the net, and it would be a change, so he just decides to kind of trot up the ice. And because he's so tall and long, and he's deceptively fast, I think that he has the ability to kind of just step around guys. Now, the wrist shot is usually terribly inaccurate as soon as he crosses the blue line. But he sometimes does get there. I could see him going end-to-end for a few tucks this season, especially if he is in the top four. But uh, breakaways, uh, hopefully he's not that far up the
0: ice. Um, hopefully he's not. Bold prediction. Flames will finish behind the Canucks this year.
2: Um, uh.
0: I think that one of the only
2: ways I could see that happening is if something happens between the pipes to this club. And Thatcher Demko does go ahead and, and have a Vezna caliber season. Then
0: I could see it. Uh, this this one is super bold for Matt and Lethbridge. My bold prediction is the Flames start two and eight. Get hot at the end of the year. Barely make the playoffs. Scrape in wildcard team. And then win the Stanley Cup in overtime in game seven. And Blake Coleman scores the overtime winner. Wow. That's like
2: very deep. That's like Derek's bold take deep. That's Blake Coleman
0: scores a game winner as well. That's I could see it for sure. Uh, Aaron Judge signs with the Flames and scores his first <laughs> NHL goal by Christmas. That's well done. Because he, he is a free agent. He's
2: a free agent. He's he's a he can go a he wants.
0: Sure, he might go to San Francisco to sign for the team that he cheered for growing up because he's a California guy. Or, or he's signing in Calgary and scores his first NHL goal. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great skater. Uh, Dubay will lead the penalty kill and lead the NHL in shorties this year. I
2: think he's going to be killing a lot of penalties as kind of the second tandem, but I would lean more to say that Lindholm leads the league in shorthanded goals. Uh,
0: Let's get to one more. Um, Markstrom scores one goal and two assists. That's a bold prediction. Goalie goals are bold.
2: Uh, I can see a couple of apples for sure, but.
0: Yeah, they got some good puck May- moving defensemen. So a couple secondaries in there, perhaps. Maybe, but maybe one of those where the other team pulls their goalie because it's a delayed penalty and Markstrom makes a save and they pass it accidentally back into their own net. Sure, yeah, that happens. And then he gets credit. And then he gets for for it. credit. Then he gets a goal.
2: I don't know if this is the coach who would love to see his goaltender shoot in an empty net in a tight
0: game. Yeah. Like Patrick Waugh desperately tried to at the end of his career, trying to score a goal. Yeah, I don't know how that would go over. Yeah. Um, Who do you think should win the tickets here? Am I putting you on the spot?
2: I like the one with more than Johnny Gaudreau, frankly. I liked. uh, the... Now, didn't have his fifth player in there as to who he believes is going to have more points than Johnny Gaudreau. But that was... uh, That one certainly stood out to me. Um, That one... That one... uh,
0: That was my favorite. You like that one? It was. Now, who was that? That was our last individual. Jess. All right, Jess. Jess. Put Jess on the line. Jess, you there? Jess. Yes. Congratulations. You're going to Blink-182, pal.
3: Oh, thank you, man. I was sitting here sweating bullets. Uh, No problem. (laughs) Uh, Great call.
0: Great job. Thanks for calling in. Hang on the line. We'll get your deets, okay? Great. Thank you. Okay, there he goes. Jess going to Blink-182. Again, Thanks to all the texts. We, we just can't get to them. Like, There's just so many of them. Uh, we appreciate all your feedback. Uh, r- real quick, uh, ask Pat Steinberg texts before we go. Yes. Uh, why do you hate ranch dressing? Uh, that's all you need to ask him. That's a big one. Yeah, that'll, be, that'll probably eat up a
2: good 20 minutes. I don't know if we have a reason to that. I just think Pat despises this stuff.
0: Uh, what's uh, his favorite moment with Lou off the air? Mm, yeah, you'd probably get some doozies there. Uh, how's your dog i think that's <laughs> he doesn't does he have, have a, dog? a dog
2: i don't know what that's a reference to
0: um what's his favorite justin bieber song yeah big biebs guy is he really dj Powerplay likes a little bit of everything okay and uh do you skip leg day every week that's something. Yeah, I
2: that's that's definitely it. Uh, but well, honestly, you'll probably know the answer as soon as you see him. Yeah, um, biceps, humongous.
0: I will. Uh, I'll have a full report tomorrow morning uh, when we're back. You uh,
2: trying to cost him to come and do Dragon's Breath?
0: I will. I'm going to try to coerce him into coming in studio to do Dragon's Breath. <laughs> Beauty. Yeah, I will. Uh, a lot of fun today. Big thanks to our uh, team behind the glass, but there's no glass here. Uh, Maddie, <laughs> we'll be back next week. Uh, Nine weeks. We'll be back tomorrow well, because we know what tomorrow is season opener. Oh, yeah. Season opener tomorrow. Uh, We're all over the flames and avalanche tomorrow. Uh, We'll talk And again. Thanks for all the texts. Apologies to those we couldn't get to. There's just too many to read. Uh, We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's the big show. Bye.